Today's daf is daf yud. We're holding at the bottom of Tesla Bay's last couple of words. We're really in the middle of a sugya. So just let's recap to transition into today's daf. Here we we uh, brought down a mishnah, the beginning of Tesla Aleph, that basically gave us the position of the Tana was that nedarim are a tool of those who are Rishoyim. What do we say Rishoyim meant over there? It means those who are not careful with their words or impetuous. So a nedr is made uh, by somebody that is, does not take care with how he speaks. And the Tana refers to it as Nidre Rishoyim. Whereas a Nedava, that's also a, a, a binding declaration, but a, a Nedava is done by someone who is reflective, that's given some thought to the matter, and therefore, Nedavas are associated with Kshayrim and Nedarim associated with Rishoyim. And we said that has legal ramifications. And it's a different declaration for each. Correct? What's that? It's a different use of words for well, each. But, 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 you can use each, those two expressions can be used either with the word Shvua or, 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 or Nazir. We, we gave the examples that have halachic, that, so it didn't reflect necessarily the distinction of Nedra and Adava in the laws of carbon, rather it's really, it's, it's, it's a terminology that is considered a binding terminology by other forms of declaration. So we'll give examples of it today. I'm not, I don't want to go over yesterday's okay, stuff. Is the point though that it's a thought Someone who's in Russia is just doing it impetuously, and someone who's doing a, a dark is, is thinking through it. No, he has a neder. The one who is impetuous does a neder, right. whereas somebody throwing through does it as an adobo. That was okay, the. Right. But we it had ramifications not yeah. only for the laws of carbon, as which we will see. Now the Gemara brought down that this understanding of the Mishnah would be difficult. A, uh, refer, uh, referencing a brisa, where we have a machlokas between Rav Yehuda and Rav Meir. Rav Yehuda and Rav Meir seem to disagree as to what the intent of Shlomo Melech was in Kohelis. That in Kohelis, Shlomo Melech says uh, that uh, it is uh, uh, the, the expression that it is Tovasher Lois Sidor, Mishel Sidor. That it's better to not make a neder than to make a neder and not be mekayim. Now, the question is, what, did he, what, is, what does he mean by it? So the initial understanding between the Machlokas of Meir and of Yehuda was as follows. That Rav Meir holds that actually it's better not to make any type of neder even if you're going to keep the nether, it still would have been better off not making the nether. Anytime you put yourself in any form of declaration that is restricting you and that could lead to violation, you're better off not having put yourself in that situation to begin with. It's even better than if you do it and you fulfill. So the Gemara assumed that that would not only be limited to Nadarim, it would be limited to Nadavas as well. And therefore the Gemara says that Meir can't be the author of our Mishnah, because Rav Meir seems to be saying that no form of declarative 
restriction is, 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 is considered to be a good thing. Whether it be a neder, whether it be a nedava, it's not okay. And our Tana refers to nedavas as, as, as an act of kshayrim, which means it is okay. So therefore it couldn't go like Rav Meir. And in the initial understanding of Rav Yehuda, that for sure would be difficult, because Rav Yehuda just said that what Shlom means, that you'd better off not have made the neder if you made the neder and fulfill it. But if you made the neder and fulfill it, that's the optimum means, but making a neder then is optimal. Even a nether is considered optimal. So you can't refer to a nether as being a tool of Rishoyim. So that's where we had a difficulty. So yesterday, the way we explained is that the assumption that Rav Shita is that not only a nadorim no good to make, but nadovas either, that was a mistake. That's not correct. That's not shot in Rav Meir. Rav Meir just said, don't make restrictions using nadorim, but a restriction using a nadova would be okay. And then Imamish aligns himself with our Mishnah and explained, and again, we're going to go through some of that process again in today and try and explain it. Now the Gemara is stepping back and saying as well, you don't have to be learning it exactly to fit Rav Meir. I can actually say, if you want, you can say, I feel the tamer of Yehuda. We can actually review and, 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 and reframe Rabbi Yehuda, that Rabbi Yehuda actually could also be the author of our Mishnah. How could Rabbi Yehuda be the author of the Mishnah? Because uh, the, what, what one is going to say is that when Rabbi Yehuda said that uh, it's better if you made the nether, it's better... Uh, it, it, it's better not, he said like this, it's better not to make an editor if you're not going to keep it, but it's better if you make it and keep it, that's the optimum. So what I'm saying is, when Yehuda said that's the optimum, he actually wasn't referring to an editor, he was referring to Nadova. Nadova is the optimum. Meaning that what Ra, the way the Ron explains this is the way we understood the Pasuk yesterday in Yehuda, that's a mistake. Actually, Yehuda understands the Pasuk like of Meir. What does it mean? It's better... Uh, of course it's no good if you're going to make a net or not keep it. But even if you make the netter and keep it, it would have been better what not to make the netter at all. That, that's the simple shot and positive. That's what Shlomo Mel was trying to convey. And that both Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda agreed to according to this understanding. So what's the machloik? Because the machloik is like this. Rabbi Meir is like we understood in the Havamin yesterday. Rabbi Meir holds, therefore a person should never restrict himself under any circumstance, not with a nether, not with an adova. That is considered to be a problem because you're looking for trouble. You're going to cause yourself a takola moving forward. You're going to create violations. So therefore, no restriction, no binding declaration is an appropriate thing to do. It's better not to make it at all, even more than making and keeping it. On that comes on Rabbi Yehuda says, I agree, I agree with you when it comes to neder, that it's better not to make it all, even if you're going to end up keeping it. But I disagree with you by nedava, that is okay. That's what the Gemara is trying to say. Now, if you learn Rabbi Yehuda that way, then Rabbi Yehuda can be the author of our Mishnah. The problem is, it doesn't fit the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda actually said, it's better if you made the neder. You say, it's better if you made a nedava. Right? Let's see it inside. So says like this, I feel the Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, when Rabbi Yehuda says it's better to make it, if you're going to keep it, he's talking about an adobo. But when Edel Amar, but look at the words of the Bryce, Bahakatani, Taiv Mizeh Mizeh. What's better than uh, either not making it or making it and not keeping it is not makayim. Is making a noder, neder, and being makayim. He never said the word nadova, he said the word neder. 
Right? So to me, what you have to learn, it, it means no devil makayim. Now sometimes it means you change the, we're not, the word's not suggesting here that you have to re-edit it. But the word yeah, neder is a, where you don't have to re-edit his words. But the word neder sometimes we saw is more of a generic term. Sometimes actually it could refer to a shvua. In this case, what is he referring to? He's referring to nadav. But that's what he's referring to. So it comes out, Mahamish of Yehuda could then align now, now the Gemara goes through the same Shakhlatari we did in the way yesterday, which is explaining the Tan of Amishnah. Why is it considered to be problematic if you use a lotion of Neder, but it's not a problem if you use a lotion of Nedava? Why is Nedava better than a lotion of Neder? The wants to know. So what's the reason why Rabbi Yehuda would be holding that it's preferable, even if you know you're going to keep it, but it's preferable not to use a lotion of nether, because there's a lot of problems involved. What's the problem when you make a nether? What might end up happening? You could break it, you could delay, you could be over violations. But if that's the concern, then what? Then the same thing should apply. The dava. So the dava nami You could also come to a takola. We had mamish the same shakotaria yesterday. We tried to make Rav Meir. So Gemara says Rav Yehuda letamei. Rav Yehuda goes l'shitoso. What does Rav Yehuda hold? Actually, Rav Yehuda holds the same thing as we had yesterday in the name of Hillel Azokim. That in order to mitigate mitigate violations, what he would say is, do not consecrate your animal at home. Wait until you get to the entrance of the Azara. Can't be into the Azara because you're not allowed to go into the Azara with a non-consecrated animal. But wait, you'll get to the entrance of the Azara and only then consecrate it. Then you've taken away any lag time. There will not be any delay and there'll be no problem. That's what, uh, now I, but uh, why can't you say the same thing for, n- n- for Neder? Why is that only take care of the problem of Dover? Because Neder could still be a problem. What could be the problem by Neder? If something actually happened to the animal, the animal became a, a traitor. Right the animal there. died right there. The animal killed over and died. When you made a nether, I still have to go and bring another animal. Therefore, there could still be lag time and delay time, which by Nadava, that's not possible. Why? Because when you so make a nether, I didn't do it on the actual animal. And if that animal something happens to, I, to I don't have to bring another oh, one. No, that's why I'm no. done. I'm done. Oh, and that's oh, why that's the whole point. Tumor says like this. So therefore, so we, uh, the Gemara now quotes it in the name of Rabbi Yehuda. He said the same thing because it's going to the contra Rabbi Yehuda. Yesterday we're going to the Shita of Rav Meir. So we wanted to quote the greater uh, sage. The greater sage was Hillel. But since Rabbi Yehuda himself held this, so it says Rabbi Yehuda lishitoso. Rabbi Yehuda letamei ta'amar adam maybe kivsosa. A person can bring his sheep la'azara to the entrance of the courtyard. Umagdish and consecrated there. and do the smicha, putting your hands on the animal there. Shof and shechted there, and that will preclude there being any takala. That's why it's preferable to use the Lashon of Nedava than to use a Lashon of Neder. Says the Gemara, this is all fine and dandy when it comes to Korbanus. I understand in Korbanus you have the distinction. But we also said there's a distinction in Nazir. How do you have a distinction whether I said, I want to be a Nazir like a like a nedr, a nidrei kesherim, or nidrei, where is the, where, either, and a is a nazirus, either way, where do you have a distinction? So, the same kind of answer, we already gave an answer yesterday in Shimon Atzadik, the Gemara is going to give a similar answer over here, at Rabbi Yehuda Lashitoso, that there is, when it comes about nedr and adava, it's not, when it comes to nazirus, it refers to the wholeheartedness, and the mindset of the individual. That's what it's referencing. So therefore, if it's, a, if it's done as a way a person who's a, a kosher would do a nedava, which means a full uh, heart behind it, l'shem shaman, that's when it's okay. Then it's, but if it's done in a way that would look, could be 
the way people that are not careful, the way they speak, or they do things impetuously, or they don't do things, there could end up being problematic. Now, so let's see. So with the Tainach, the Korbonus, and the I understand how there's a distinction by a Nedovah of Korbonus as opposed to a Nedra of Korbonus. But Nedovah, Nedirus, Michael, and Mehmer, how are you going to explain when it comes to Nedirus? So Rabbi Yehuda, Tamei, says, Rabbi Yehuda, she tells it the same, Rabbi Yehuda, Aimer. Rabbi Yehuda said, the Hasidim are shown, the early pious people wanted to fill as, fulfill many, as many Tariyag mitzvahs of the 613 mitzvahs that is possible. Now you have a problem. Not all mitzvahs can every single person fulfill. That's why the idea of Kosral Arabim Zelazeh, we rely on each other to fill the 613. Now they wanted to fill it. At the time there was a base on Megdosh. They want to be able to bring all the korbanas, but they're challenged over here. How can a person bring a korban chatas? Why? The only way to bring a korban chatas is of what? You're going to violate. You have to be a sin. Right? Not going to, so therefore, but there is an exception. If you bring in the zeros, one of the korbonas of the zero is the korban chatas, one of the three. And therefore, so therefore, they did it with shame shamayim. They mamish wanted to make themselves one a zero. So, then I can, then I can bring a korban chatas. That's considered to be done as a nadava. That's the kind of thing that when it's done in such a way, that's considered to be, the, uh, the, that's what, that's what it means. That's a, a mindset. So what it says like this. They desired, they want desire to do mitzvahs, they want to bring a korban But since a korban is not going to bring a stumbling block for them to make them do an avera so that they can bring a korban that's not going to happen. So what did they do? That's called a misnad, it comes from their heart. To make an idava, it's a, it's a reflective thing. They thought about it, and they now do wholeheartedly, they made themselves into Naziris, Kadeshis, Chayv, Korban Chatas, in order to be able to bring a Korban Chatas. Now, Rab Shimon strongly disagrees with this. He says, there's no way, if somebody is considered to be a pious person, would he put himself in a situation of Naziris? Rab Shimon, we're going to see, holds that any time a person, uh, distresses himself, puts himself in a restrictive, stressful situation that is affecting negatively his body, he's called a sinner. And therefore, no matter how much they wanted to bring a carbon chatas, but it would not allow them to do what? Undertake a Nazirus, right? There are times where a person has to make himself a Nazirus. This would not be a good excuse because that would be considered to be a sinner. That would be a sinner. They wouldn't do that. According to Rav Shimon. So Rav Shimon disagrees with Yehuda. Rav Shimon, I'm a loy nadru benazir. They would not make themselves into a nazir. Ella, harot lavi ola. You want to bring carbon ola, knock yourself out. Misnadav, you can do it as an adava maybe, or a shlamim. Misnadav, maybe, or a taida. You want to bring it, you can do voluntarily under certain circumstances. Together with the four different types of breads, the 40 breads, 10 of each different kind, 30 matzahs, and 10 chachamets, you could do. Misnadav, maybe. Because they would not want themselves to be defined by the Torah as sinners. The Pazik says, The Pazik says that he'll bring a carbon that will atone for having sinned against his soul. We'll see what it, But the point is, that would not be something that would have been willing to undertake, because why would they want to be called a sinner? Now we're going to see that Gemara is going to ask at the, before the Mishnah that that Gemara is actually talking about the, the Nazar became Tomei. But he's applying it, and we'll see how he applies it, to all Naziris. All Naziris. Anytime a person makes him Nazir, he is subjecting himself to something that the Torah would be considered to be a sin. 
All right. But anyway, the point of this is that that's Rabbi Shimon's opinion. But Rabbi Yehuda didn't agree with that. Rabbi Yehuda said that somebody wholeheartedly can make himself a Nazir if his only purpose is to bring the Korbanas. That's considered a Nedava aspect of being a Nazir as opposed to a Nether aspect of being a Nazir. That's how you can have a difference in the mindset. Yesterday we brought down the same idea from uh, Shimon uh, Atzadik. Shimon Atzadik held that... Uh, that you have a, the, 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 Nadava, the guy who saw his Yetzirah and one of, yeah, right, and, and there's a way to attack his Yetzirah, that would be okay to do. Now, Amr Abayah, Abayah said as follows, Shimon Sadik, that Shimon Sadik again, the last time got a little, or one of the last time before coming uh, by, uh, by Shani, uh, it was destroyed. Rebbe Shimon, the Tanner of Shimon, after destruction of the second base of Migdush, Rabbi Lazar Hakapar, Rabbi Lazar Hakapar, the, the, the uh, right, the Kulan Shita Achaz They all follow a similar uh, mindset. Now it doesn't say the Ran points out they all hold exactly the same thing because we're going to see they don't all hold exactly the same thing, but their fundamentals of their ideas are similar. What is that? The Nazir Chaita Have. That the Nazir, there's an aspect of sin involved, a person makes himself a Nazir. Shimonat Sadiq, Rav Shimon, Hada Amran. Shimonat Sadiq, and Rav Shimon, we already mentioned. Yesterday we mentioned Shimonat Sadiq, that he would not eat from the Korban Chatas of somebody who was a Nazir that became Tomei, he would not eat from it because he was afraid that that person maybe impetuously made himself into a Nazir, and now that he sees he had to add all these extra days, would have Charata, and that regret would make it as it's not binding, and there'd be Chulim Bazar refused to eat it. So there's an, an Achet Aveira, there's an Aveira associated with Nazirus. The only time that once in his lifetime he was willing to do it, where he saw that the person did it as a reflective end thing, as not as something that did it out of a, uh, with a mindset that he might do Charata. Rab Shimon, we just saw now. Rab Shimon says it says the pasuk says v'chipar ala nefesh ashechata that it means every time you make nazirus you're a chayta. So there's a sin aspect involved nazirus. What about Rabbi Loza Kapar? Where do we see Rabbi Loza Kapar? Also similar thing. So uh, this, um, so we see that this Rabbi Loza was a great person. He was a god ador. They call the person Beribi. The sign you went to in a bride of those are Kapar Beribi. Velozakab the Great One, Oimer, the Chipra Lamashachatava Nefesh, the Pazak says, by, noz, uh, by the carbon of another Tomei, that he'll get atonement because he sinned concerning the soul. Now, which soul did he sin concerning? So now the way Ra, the, the, the Shonim, the Ran explains over here, really it's talking about obviously what, what's the, the person who became Tomei, right? He, be, he sinned concerning the soul. The simple understanding, what was his sin? He was a Nazir. And now why is he bringing the Korbanas after he became Tomei in order to recount, start writing it? The sin that we partially talking about is he sinned by allowing himself to become Tomei. That's the sin that he's doing. But then you don't, that, that you don't have to write that. Just say the chipper, obviously he's getting kapora, alright, but it says, Allah nefesh ashechata, concerning the, 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 the soul that he sinned against. So you understand that that's talking about on a greater level, that the soul that he sinned against is, he's sinning against his own soul, against his own body. Not because he came to contact with a dead body. That, that's what, but the, the Torah is saying there's another sin involved. What's the other sin? The fact that you put these restrictions on yourself, 
and you limited yourself from these benefits, that's considered to be a sin as well. That's what the Pesach is referencing over here. So, Elishatir Because he restricted himself from having wine, that's considered to be a sin. And are these things not a kalvachomer? If the Torah considers a sinner, somebody who unduly restricts himself from wine, says Nikrachait is considered to be a sinner. Hamatar Atmikol Dover, somebody who just, uh, without good reason, fasts, fasts, or, or, uh, takes on certain risks, becomes an ascetic, or takes on certain restrictions that the Torah is not mandating. All the more so. God did not put us in here to put these sufferings and on, on ourselves. That's not, and that's considered to be a sin. So therefore, Kola Yeshev, the Tainus, and Nikan, from here we see anyone who unduly just accepts fasts upon themselves, Nikra Chaita is called a sinner. Vahade, uh, so now, that's, so now the Mordech has a question. Did this Pasuk, the Chippur Allah, uh, the Chippur Allah, Nebuchadnezzar Shel Chata, that shows that Nazir is considered to be a sinner, actually that Pasuk is not written by the regular Nazir. Where is that Pasuk written? That Pasuk is written by the Nazir who became Tameh. So therefore, so why is it writing that he's a sinner there if actually it's referring to all Nazirim are considered to be sinners? The reason why it writes it there, because this guy doubles down in sin. What did he double down in sin? Not only did he, there's two ways I'm going to show him. Not only did he make it was a sin because he became a Nazir, but he added to it. How did he add to it? What did he do to add to it? That's one shot. Or he added to the amount of days. Now instead of the, he's now added more. So therefore that's why it writes it over there. But the point is, it really applies to all Nazirim. And I, and, 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 and everyone says over here, the famous Yerushalmi, it's unbelievable Yerushalmi, says after 120, Hashem is going to bring us, uh, to the, to the, to, to, to the, the base in Agodo. Not only are we going to be punished for those indulgences and those pleasures that we took illicitly from this world, I mean, obviously, those things you get punished for, but he also is going to punish us for those pleasures that there were available to us that we didn't do, because God put us in this world to enjoy this world. Obviously, there has to be a happy medium, but you are not here just to create all kinds of afflictions and restrictions upon ourselves. All right, let's go weiter. Now, we're continuing with and this is actually going full circle. And there's actually two ways to understand what the segue over here is. Remember, we learned that the Mishnah, the first Mishnah, even though in the opening statement only mentions Kinuyim, the problem is in the closing extension we mention Yados. So we said that there's a Chesura Mepsa, there's been a deletion of the text. Now what's been deleted? Because it shouldn't just say Kinui Nadarim is like Nadarim. It should also mention that Yados of Nadarim and Nadarim. Now where does it delete it? With two different versions of the Gemara. Either it deleted it in the opening statement, which is usually difficult. No one's going to forget the opening statement. But it's either, it should have said Yados Nadarim Nadarim, Kinui Nadarim Nadarim, or it should say Kinui Nadarim Nadarim and Yados Nadarim The difference is, how do we understand? Because we know that Yados is being explained before the this Mishnah on Kinuyim. So it's either A, B, A, B, if you remember how we discussed it. It, it, it goes uh, Yod, it goes it goes Kinuy it goes uh, Yados Kinuyim, Yados Kinuyim or it goes uh, it goes 
A B B A, and it goes it goes Kinuyim Yados, finishes Yados, and now we've circled back to Kinuyim. That would be A B B A, correct. All right. So says the Gemara like this: This is the actual Kinuyim Dafyud. Now we get to finally get to Kinuyim Ha'Oimer. Now these are all Kinuyim of the word carbon. Right? They're all diff- uh, variations or distortions of the word carbon. So Aimer, Kainem, Kainach, Kainas, Hare Eilu Kinuyim Le Carbons. When we talk about a Kinuy for making a, a, a nether, with a, uh, making a, uh, uh, getting yourself to bring a carbon, so instead of saying carbon a lie, you said one of these three Kinuyim. Cherech, Cherech, Cherech. Those are all distortions of the word cherem. Now cherem actually, there's different types of charamim. There are charamim where a person donates to the bias, but there are also charamim that don't have that sanctity that you give to a kohen. So the Ram brings down, based on the more later on, that if you live in the Galil, Anytime you use the word cherem, it was understood, you're talking about the cherem to the Berekabai, uh, to the, uh, to the, to the, not to the Isamikas, to, to the Kohanim. They would have to be saying, you said cherem la Hashem. You would have to say the word la Hashem associated, because otherwise we would not, they would, but if you lived in Yerushalayim and Yehuda, there it was understood when you use the generic term cherem, you're talking about the Beis Amigdash. However, we don't want you using the word Cherem, we're going to see. And therefore they actually said you should say the word Cherem, 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 That's considered to be distortions of the word Cherem. That's the, alright, now. Naziach, Nazik, Naziach, Paziach. Those are all distortions of what word? When a person makes himself into a nazir. Harayla kinuim lenazirus. And the last one is shvusa shkuka. That if you use the last one, shvusa shkuka, that, uh, or if you said noder bemoi, I'm making a neder bemoi with what Moshe did. Moi's name was, was the nickname for Moshe. So noder bemoi, I'm making a neder what Moshe did. Harayla kinuim lenazirus. Those are all kinuim lenazirus. And that's very interesting. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu made an oath to his father-in-law. He made a certain pact, a certain shvua, right? It's interesting that the Mishnah says that if you said, I want to make the nether like Moshe, use the word nether, but that's binding as a shvua. We'll see why it does that in a moment. But anyway, the point is that these are all examples of kinuyim. Now, what exactly is a kinuy? And that we discussed also when we go into this way back in the base. But it might was stated kinuyim, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Kinuyim are just translations of these words in other languages. So in Spanish, carbon could be konam. But it's actually just, it's, it's a translation in a different language, which is binding. Shimon Lashon said, that's not what it is. I guess, yo, that's poshit. That you don't need drushes or svar. That, it says it's more than that. It's actually Lashon Shabbat Alem Chachamim Liyos Neider Boy. It's formulated language. These are artificial words. These are words that were made up words by the Chachamim that this is what we want you to use instead of carbon. So these are, it's not a translation actually, it is a rabbinical formulated word. That's what it is. Kachenu Omen. You see the word that uh, that the, uh, the word Asher Bodu. The Asher Bodu is similar that it was formulated by. That means it was made up. 
This was the month that on his own he came up with. That's what Loshna Bodu means. Loshna Bodu, something he came up on your own. The time of Matakin Abundant Kinuyim, why did the rabbis have to come up? What's wrong with using the words in the Torah? Why can't you use the word carbon? Why do you have to come up with the word and say, use Tonach, Konam? Now, according to uh, Rabbi Yochan, it's not a problem. It's just telling you, translation works. But if you're telling according to Rishlokish, that it's a, a, a artificial language, it's something that they made up. Why? Why they do that? So the one says like this. So therefore, um, uh, the time of Maita Kin Rabbanon Kinuyim to Lolema Carbon because they don't want you to use the word carbon. When it says Lolema Carbon, why, why not say the word carbon? When it says because like this, let me explain it outside. If you say the word carbon, the pasuk actually uses the word carbon Hashem. We're afraid you're going to actually say Shem Hashem then. Now, saying Shem Hashem, Korban Lashem, is not the end of the world, because that's what it is. But if you start being comfortable saying Korban Lashem, sometimes people are going to end up saying Lashem Korban. It's also not the end of the world. But sometimes they're going to end up saying the word Lashem, and then stop there. Now, if they stop there, that's not a binding... Uh, uh, articulation, and then you just said Shem Hashem Shemayim Levatola. So they wanted a word that is not doesn't slip over your tongue from the pasuk. So by saying Konas Konas, those words are not going to be automatically associated with which word? The word La Hashem. It's going to work as a kino. It works, but you're not going to come out. That's that's the chart according to Reish Lakish. So one says like this, Dilma Amar Korban La Hashem, because you might come to say Korban La Hashem. So one says Lema Korban La Hashem, what's the problem? So with Dilma Amar La Hashem, because you might switch it around and say La Hashem, okay, if you say La Hashem Korban, also not the end of the world, but he might leave out the word Korban, become Mabba Shem Shemayim Matawa, and then you have to say Hashem's name in vain. Alright, Tanya, you lived in a bright place, say my dear, of Shimon Aimer, me nine shalom yomar Hashem, La Hashem, Oilo, La Hashem, Mincha, La Hashem, Taylor, Hashem, Shalomim. How do I know that when you are actually bringing a carbon, don't say Hashem's name first? Hashem Ola, Hashem Shalomim. How do you know you're not supposed to do that? How do we know you're not supposed to do that? And again, he's worried about the same thing, because if you put Hashem's name first, what might you end up doing? And, and, and then it'll be Hashem. How do you know you're not supposed to do it? Talmud Lama, because the Torah, when the Torah tells you about bringing a carbon, what does it say? It doesn't say La Hashem carbon. What does it say? Carbon La Hashem. So if the Torah actually wants you to say carbon La Hashem as opposed to Hashem carbon, and you're not really doing anything wrong when you're saying La Hashem carbon. So Kalvachomer, that you're not supposed to say Hashem carbon, Kalvachomer, how bad is it if you just thumb on your own, but you're not intending to bring a carbon? Are you using Shem Bring out that even in cases where your intent is good, we don't want you doing it. So Kalvachomer, using Hashem Shem Levatola, of course, how, how, how terrible the Torah considers that. That this person's whole focus was to bring a carbon and still Amra Torah, the Torah said, you better say carbon Lashem, right? Instead of Hashem carbon because we're afraid you might end up saying it. And even though the intent is good, we still don't want you to do it. So the person of Torah, in vain, where the intent is no good, that what? How careful you have to be not to use Shem Shamayim live Allah to Allah to Allah. You're going to say it, it, the the issue is what may happen. You don't say Hashem's name in vain. Right. Is really. 
But you're not but here saying it in vain. I don't even know, I started up, I want to make a car, but I didn't really say it in vain. Right. But, 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 but it's still wrong. It's still, still wrong. Right. So a right. guy who actually says it in vain, right. how much more so right. is Ralph has come to come? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I swear I'm going to do act. No, don't say it. Don't say it. But the real reason is not because you shouldn't. The real reason is because you may come to... Well, swearing in general, swearing in general, we said that that's going to be always the same thing like in the daughter room, how terrible it is. But you always want specifically in there, right? Alright, so it says it more like this. This machlokish of Yochan Reish Lokish. Again, Rabbi Yochan was the one who said it's a foreign language. And Reish Lokish was, it says, it was a, a artificially formed language by the Chachamim. Seems to be Mamash Amachlokish Beishamim. Beishamai Beishila. Ketanoi. Beishamai Kinuyim. What if you have a Kinoi of a Kinoi? Now we're going to have to understand what it means. But it's a Kinoi of a Kinoi. Meaning it is a distortion of the distortion, right? So, right, so what happens if you use that? We'll see examples of it later on. But what do you use it? So, I'm sorry, it's binding. They hold it works. Okay? And that if you used it, it's not binding. The item is mutter, it did not bind you, you're not restricted. So, it says it more like this. What's the machlokus over here? So, more of initial understanding is like this. The one that holds that, that a distortion of a distortion is a binding lotion. He holds that kinuyim are, uh, is the hope shot in kinuyim is you're using a different language. Now, in a different language, if the vernacular has distorted what the word for it is, but nevertheless, that's the word they use, so therefore, what would you say? Let's say they stopped calling it, let's say, offering, but uh, we come up with, uh, now everyone refers to it as doffering. But the point is, uh, we all know what it refers oh, to, right. so then it should be binding. That's what, that's, so therefore, that's what, uh, that's what Beishamai hold. It's Lashem Umoshein. Right? And therefore it's binding. Whereas according to Basilo, it is the uh, language the Chachamim gave. Because the language the Chachamim gave, you have word. to use the exact word the Chachamim is. You cannot have a distortion of the, they didn't create that word. Therefore it's not binding. But the problem, you learn this, comes like Rabbi Yochanan goes like Beishamai. We never want to make Rabbi Yochanan going like Beishamai. Right? So therefore, and it's also limiting one time, like, like the Dermachlobos that were right, they didn't even mention the Tanoim from before. So therefore it's a little difficult to say that's the job. Therefore, it's not prescriptive. It's not binding. Where it says, "Lo, you don't have to say it." It could either be a corner of Yochanan. He says both Eishamay still hold the same way I'm saying. The Kula Alma Kinuyim is Lashon Umasein. Everyone holds it's a Lashon of Umos. It's a foreign language. So what's the Machlok? That since they are in the vernacular. That is what the language that they're using. Therefore, it's considered to be acceptable to make a carbon using the distortion of a foreign language. That's, that's what they shall my home. Is that no. That once it's already become a distortion of a translation, then that's already something that it's too far removed from the actual word carbon that can be used. And therefore, the, the, that, that the umas themselves would not go ahead and use it unless it's in its pristine translation. So even if they refer to it, but not when they're making a carbon. They're making a carbon, they will not be using that language. Right? So that's if you hold going the sheet of Beishamai, 
I'm sorry, that's what you hold, that Rabbi Yochanan, that both Hashem Vesilo could agree with him. The argument has nothing to do with the argument between him and Yeresh Lakish. They both hold that it's a translation. The question is, how far will you go with the translation? The Ibai's saying in Shita of Yeresh Lakish, that they both hold, that they could, they both could hold that it is a language of the Chachamim. Right? So, Al Choro, what's going to be the Machlokas if it's a Lashon the Chachamim formulated? So, the Levi's aim of Beshamai Sabri Gazrin and Kinu Kinuyim. It's a Xera. What that could be that Beshamai said like this is that where, even though it makes sense that this is the word the Chachamim did and the distortion of that word should not be binding, but they're afraid if people hear that the distortion is not working, they're going to think that the actual Kinu itself won't work. So, as a Takana, as a Xera, if you use the Kinu of a Kinu, it's also binding so that people shouldn't think that the Kinu itself is not binding. That's the sheet of Beishamai. Beisham Kinuyim, Gazrina Kinuyim, Kinuyim, because of Kinuyim. And Beisham Sarvi, there's no such Zerah. That when the Rachamim formulated these languages, these languages are the ones that are problematic. A distortion of them is not what they formulated and will not be binding. We do not make that. And the Ran says, the Halacha follows Rabbi Yochanan, which means, therefore, the Halacha is that it is a foreign language. And the Halacha also follows Beisham, which means Therefore, a distortion of the foreign language will not be binding. Now, hey, Hidami, Kinuye, Kinuye. Those actual words are binding. Those, the ones from the Mishnah are binding, but if you distort it, it's not. Right. Now, we want to know what, are this, what is the considered the distortion? It's actually the commentaries deal with over here. Who cares? We just said they're not binding. So, why do we need to know? What they are. I mean, it's, trying to, it's almost clarifying the position of Beishama, which why would we be doing that? Or the discussion. So, in a Dorim, in the case of the of Yosef, So, if you take a look, it's actually, you're doing a prefix and a suffix to the actual Kinui. So, these are distortions, both in prefix and suffix. That's considered a Kinui of the Kinui, that's not the actual yeah, Kinui itself. Yes, that's exactly what Now, What's considered to be a distortion of the kinoi of cherem? So Tani Mavshom, I'm sure the person's name. You know, the, the Girsiya of the Bach, he changes it a little bit, I think just to conform the style. He learns it is, he learns Tachrakim, Charchim, Charfim, right? But again, it's a distortion of the, the word. And kinoi, kinoiim of Nazirus, Tanav Yosef, Mechazkeno, Menazkeno, Mafichno. Again, it is distorting the kinoi of the Nazirus that was written in the Mishnah by the prefix Masavik to distort that that's considered a kinoi of a kinoi. Right. So, Ibail has been a good example of it. Ibailahu, Mivchano, Mai, Mitzchazno, Mai, Mitzano, Mai. What is, are those also considered to be Kinui Kinuyim. Now this Shiloh for sure is only a Shiloh in Beis Shammai. Because in Beis Hillel, a Kinuyim doesn't work at all. So in, so in Beis Shammai that a Kinuyim of a Kinuyim is considered binding, which is considered to be a Kinuyim of a Kinuyim. Right? So Amalei Ravina Ravashi, uh, it's the one doesn't answer. So Amalei Ravina Ravashi, Kinma Mai. If you use the word Kinma, does that sound like Konim? Is that Konim or not, right? Konim Ka'amar, which is binding, Oidilma, so is this, a, uh, is this an actual kinui, right? Oidilma, kinon veshen kama, kinon veshen is cinnamon. You're just saying a word, it's like cinnamon, but it's not really a word that's a kinui that should be binding. So, Amalei Ravachal Barei Ravachal Barei Ravashi, 
Kino mai. You would do a kina. Again, it sounds like konan. So kino mai. Kino is shotan and kama. It could be like a nest. The nest is called a kina. So maybe it's referencing a nest, which is like meaningless. It doesn't have binding. Or the amalashan de konemu. And it would be a binding lashan. And on that, the word means tiboi. Tiboi is like teku. It's unresolved what should be. Now, kinoi kinuyim de shvua echidami. What is the kinoi of a kinoi when it comes to lashan of shvua? Shvuel, Shvusiel, Shkukuel. Those are three, again, play off the Kinuyim of Shvuel that are in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this, how could Shvuel be considered even a thought that it's considered a Kinuyim of a Kinuyim? Shvuel is a person's name. Shvuel is someone's name. That clearly can't be the, what, what we're asking about. Shvuel is Shvuel ben Gershon. One, one of the sons of Gershon was uh, from Levi, so the Chorah, his name was Shvuel, so it can't be Shvuel. So it must be Shvuel. Shvuva El. Shvuva El, Shvusiel, Shkukul. That's the Shiloh of what is considered to be... That's not a Shiloh. That is what's considered to be the Kinoi of a Kinoi. Now the Bach takes out the word Mahu because we're not asking about that. We know what there's a Machlok is by a Kinoi of a Kinoi. We're just trying to find what is considered a Kinoi. So he takes it out. The Rashash says, keep it. And the way you read it into the next piece of Gemara, Mahu Amar Shmuel. Mahu is a guy's name. We don't know what his name was. Someone said in the name of... of that's how the Mahu fits in there. Mahu Mashmuel. Amar Ashbisa, right? Lo Amar Kulum. Ashbisa is not considered to be a kinui, a kinui, a kinui, it's garnished. Lo Amar Kulum. Ashkika also. Lo Amar Kulum. Karnasa. Lo Amar Kulum. What's the changing over here? Girsa. Kurnasa. Lo Amar Kulum. Okay. Now, the last piece of the Mishnah, we said, the person said, Nadar b'mohi, I'm making a nether of Moshe, Hare'i that falls under the kinoi of Shmuel. Very interesting. I'm making the nether of Moshe, it falls under the kinoi of Shmuel. Because, again, the nether is loosely translated as the Shmuel that Moshe made. Which is interesting, but why are you giving the example of a why is this, Why do you have to write it as the nether of Moshe? Right? Say, say one of the Lashonas of Shmuel. Why are you saying, all right, so when he says, Tanya, Shem Gamaliel Omer, he says, Ha'omer b'mohi lo'amer kulum. He says, the problem is like this. You, you have to be careful when you read this Mishnah. It's not you making the Shvua in the name of Moshe. Because some people could have thought, I'm swearing by Moshe. No, no, that's not binding. That's not, you don't swear by Moshe. What it means over here is I'm making the oath. I'm making an oath like the oath that was made by not Moshe. I'm not making the oath in the name of Moshe. And that's why it said the nether that was made by Moshe. Because it would have put, I'm making a shvua, like they, they would have used the Lashon, I'm making a shvua, but one of the Lashonas of the Kinuyim of shvua, you could have read it as, I'm either using that Lashon, or I'm losing the Lashon of Moshe itself. No. That's why it says the nether of Moshe, to make it clear that the, what the oath, when it's binding, is when you say not by Moshe, but you're making by the oath that Moshe made. So he says, You just said that in the name of Moshe, that's garnished. But uh, if you make it in the nether that Moshe made, that's considered to be a kinu of Shkua Jehovah. We'll stay with the...